Recording. 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 Welcome, everybody, to Making Enemies, a podcast that is thankfully no longer about Marvel. Uh, so feel relieved, I guess, about that. It is, however, about DC now. So we're going to get into it this week. I'm Chris. With me, as always, are Russ. Hey, guys. And Dave. Hello. How's it going, guys? Sunday afternoon energy. Let's bring this. Yeah. You know, I can- I canceled my Sunday afternoon nap for this. So <laughs> You're going to sleepwalk your way through this podcast. <laughs> Our five listeners, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> they appreciate you working on a little little energy. The things that I do for this podcast. The things that you do, oh. the things that we all had to do for this particular <laughs> podcast. Yes. And I'm assuming the listener who has any interest in the title of this podcast probably also did. I hope so. Since this is a spoiler, major spoiler podcast. So, Good idea calling it out Good early. Good so we're going to take uh, a little time to talk about Justice, uh, sorry, Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. Get it right. That's the correct title. Oh, I uh, watched Jack Snyder's. I'm sorry. This <laughs> so. is like a Tom Clancy book. Before we get started, uh, listen to us where you're listening to us. You're already listening. Who cares? Tell your friends. That's, I think, what we need. We need that word of mouth. Yeah, a little word of mouth. If you like this. Please. At all. Yeah. Wait, what? What to mouth? <laughs> WTM, not, yeah. <laughs> the other kind. <laughs> tell somebody. A to M. See how that goes. Uh, and tell them that we have new episodes every Thursday. So that's when the show is available on Thursday mornings. Check us out. That's my spiel. That's all I'm doing this week. Sun- late Sunday, Ooh. that's all I got in me. A lot of late nights this weekend. They're going to be blown away by this. This one, that I think it'll work. The port of mouth will start blowing blowing up so i hope so <laughs> fingers and other appendages crossed <laughs> across every appendage you have yes so we're talking about i keep saying snyder's justice league the four hour remake of justice league which came out last two years ago 2018 i think 2017 2017 holy shit I don't care. I didn't watch it. Um, but I did watch the four-hour oh, version. You did not watch the original when it came out? No, I refused, actually. It looked very, very stupid. So, I've avoided... Okay. That surprises me a bit. Because <laughs> I feel as though most movies of the superhero ilk or whatever, you're kind of all in. You've watched every... That, well, there's probably some Marvel movies you didn't watch. But most you've watched. This is like... DC's trying to make an Avengers movie and you decided to pass on it. <laughs> oh yeah. Or, or did yeah. you hear I, like I choice? I, that, I agree. Yeah. Explain this one. So, so <laughs> if we go into the way back machine, I'll give you, I'll give you my little mini history. If we go back, I saw man of steel and I was like, man, that movie was bad. I did not like that. I'm, I regret seeing that. And then, then they were like, Hey, we're going to do another one. And this time it has Batman in it. And I was like, all right, I like Batman enough. I'll watch the Batman one. So then I watched 
Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And I was like, oh, I didn't like that one either. And then I saw all these other ancillary ones, the Wonder Woman movie, which I watched down on 20 minutes of, I didn't like. I saw Aquaman, that uh, there was an Aquaman, mo- Aquaman movie. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not interested in this at all. And then I saw the Justice League one and I saw the trailer for it. And I was like, no shot. Not, I'm out, I'm done, count me out. That was it. No? And just, that was it. There was nothing about that that made me want to go like, oh man, I can't wait to check that out. So it was just low, low expectations all the way. All right. Okay. All right. Sorry. Continue. Uh, so, so after that, fast forward to now, yeah. and we were you know, talking about doing this episode and this movie was coming out. It was a semi-big deal because the internet made it happen, basically, kind of. And I went back this past week and I rewatched Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice. And I will tell you that they were better than I remember them to be. <laughs> okay. Wow. I like them. I like them both more this time. And I'll, I guess we'll probably get into a little bit more when we talk about Justice League. But effectively, I think Zack Snyder is much better at not action sequences than he is at action sequences. Because the things that turned me off the most about those movies were like the, all of the huge, ridiculous visual shit at the end of the movies. When I thought everything else kind of before that was pretty good. That's the stuff that stuck out to me was the non-fight scenes in both of those movies. Well, stunned silence. Stunned silence. Well, I, I do think this is one of the most interesting parts about this podcast is the fact that Chris never saw the other one. Right, so I want we definitely needed to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, I totally, completely, 100% disagree with Chris about everything you just said about Man of Steel and <laughs> Batman vs. <laughs> Superman. Yeah. So, that goes without saying. So <laughs> I love Batman vs. Superman. I, I, I I'm not as in love with Man of Steel, but I thought it was good. So I definitely was like Jack for to see this movie, this remake of the 2017 movie, which I hated. <laughs> so that's that was going to be my question to you guys. What were your thoughts on? Yeah, what were your thoughts on that? Or or Dave, like what what, what were your opinions of the first two Zack Snyder movies? I of the three of us, I probably liked Man of Steel the most. I know my wife loved it, and so I watched. We watched it a couple. We saw it in the theater. Watched it. I don't think I saw it twice in the theater or not. Anyway, I liked it. Batman vs. Superman. I remember seeing it and I had such a hard time with Lex Luthor. Oh yeah. Like that, 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 like I walked out like that, like that's, that stuck out to me so much that it kind of clouded the rest of the movie. Now, as I've seen it again, numerous times, I like it a lot more. I still don't like the casting for Lex Luthor, but the rest of the movie minus him is really strong. And then the original Justice League, I agree, was kind of an abomination. I was so pissed off because this is like DC's chance to fucking like do something right. Like Marvel's kicking their ass front, left, and center. And then they like lay this turd <laughs> like into in their like quintessential like main event. Like flagship so, event, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to real quick, just call him out because he told me he liked the movie when it came out, just so he, in case he doesn't remember that. So. Bullshit. <laughs> Either you watched it again. Yes, you did. He's like, you're like, I thought it was a pretty good. You're like, I thought it was a fine. You, I thought it was fine. Now it's an abomination. <laughs> That's a pretty big swing. <laughs> I've seen it 
No, okay. That is bullshit. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is not bullshit. You didn't you didn't you didn't say you loved it. You just, you were like, I thought it was fine. Well, anyway, that's how I feel Which is, now. As you know, not the thing you want to hear from your that, spouse or my, something. That's but. my that was that was my my exit theater, yeah, I theater guess. review was that it was fine. It was twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah, it was like you had seen it already and I had probably waited I'm pretty sure I waited for it to come out on on demand or something to watch it because I didn't think it would look good enough to go see in the theater. VHS. And I was right. Waiting, yeah, I got it on my VHS. <laughs> which I still have a VHS player, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I have an Iowa stereo set up uh, connected to my Blu-ray player. <laughs> Holy shit. Iowa. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so there's some background, I guess, for for the listener, what we thought about the other two Zack Snyder. Because t- I definitely think this is the third of the trilogy. It was meant to always be that way. And this recreation is the completion of that. Yep. It's definitely not a completion of a trilogy. I mean, like the entire movie ends with like more to come. Well, but. But, but you know that none of those things, like, I think only the flash is going to have a movie out of this at this point, based on what I was reading after this, there might be another Aquaman movie maybe. Yeah. But, um, they do a lot of setup for other movies that I'm actually pretty interested in that are not going to happen. Like whatever the, like the Ben Affleck Batman movie was going to be, that's not happening. Uh, I think this, I think cyborg is supposed to be in the flash, but I was just reading a second ago that the guy who played cyborg in justice league is no longer doing that. Cause he had a, a huge thing with Joss Whedon and a lot of the DC like executives. I think the whole thing has just come completely apart since the first Justice League movie came out. It's cratered like every other DC property. <laughs> I think so. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty weird. Yeah, the, the logistics of trying to get these actors to play these roles again, I think is gonna is the major problem with doing like a dark side movie, which is pretty much what it's led into or supposedly right. led into and Martian Manhunter becoming part of the Justice League. But we might see it. I don't know if it'll be with like Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck and all these dudes. Right. So. Yeah. Who who knows? Should um. Hmm. I I mean I have comments about Jesse Eisenberg's performance if we want to talk <laughs> about that, but that's a movie from six seven years ago now, so probably not. Well, he technically was in this movie too, so. That's it, true. It works. So. I don't necessarily disagree with the casting. I disagree with the choices that he made with that character, playing him as some like I don't even know, like like caffe- like how overly caffeinated yeah. gen- genius. AD- like that ADHD was genius. Yeah, like he was still doing Zuckerberg, <laughs> but just like with more energy. It was wild. I, I, was, I was like, why do this? Because then when he got serious and like kind of ominous and like uh, menacing, I was like okay, like, I don't, uh, that's not terrible. I, I'm kind of buying this, you know? Um, but th- when he's like flitting around and he's, he's got like five different trains of thought all over the place, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Relax, please relax. Well, you're I, in a different movie. I don't disagree at all. Like, I, I mean, even with Dave, like I hated him, his performance yeah. as Lex Luthor, but I didn't hate the storyline behind his motivations and stuff. I just hated the way he acted it out and played the character. So, right. and I thought he was, he was enough of a of small part in the movie that I could overlook how horrible he was. Like he was in it a lot, but he wasn't in it a ton, like to ruin it for me. 
That's what I thought in, about. In Batman versus Superman. Yes. Yeah. I, I will say, and we talked about this the other night when we were hanging out safely on Zoom. On everybody. Zoom. Zoom. On Zoom. Zoom. Um, that ha- watching the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition made, it helped me understand the story so much more and like what Lex Luthor was doing the whole time. Like I got it for some reason. Originally, I had really not a good understanding of the plot, but having more of it in that version really kind of helped. So anyway, Jesse Eisenberg's never been one of my faves, yeah. but whatever. Should we talk about this movie? Yes, let's let's dig in. I have lots of notes. I'm sure Dave does, and maybe Chris has... He's going to become new hate man for this episode. I don't know. We'll see. Hate man. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to, my comment, um, I tried to make them chronological. But one thing that I just don't want to get lost is like how it starts. I like seeing, he did this in Batman vs Superman, where you get to see the death of Superman from the point of view of Wonder Woman and Batman, which I thought was cool. He did this a similar thing with you get to see the battle between Zod and Superman from Bruce Wayne's point of view at the beginning of Batman vs Superman. I just think it's a cool like visual like movie making choice, and I think it was pretty pretty interesting. Plus, he's trying to set up the whole obviously the thing that you know while he death gasms, that's what you know <laughs> awakens the mother boxes. Yeah. So we're going to say mother box a lot in this podcast. <laughs> so get ready for mother boxes. Mm-hmm. So when rigor mortis Superman comes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the untold story. I, agree. I thought that was, I thought that was a cool intro. I, I, I uh, like to, to see his like scream, like, like radiate out or whatever. His like in whatever his death. Yeah. His death gasm. Just like <laughs> shock, shock wave oh, out there. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it sort of makes sense. It, it, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, it, it as a storytelling like thing, it's it, it makes a little sense because he's so, like you think about. Remember, he he basically can like blow on something and make it freeze. So if he was like getting killed, I guess his scream would be so fucking loud that it would be heard across the globe. That was cool, but that's only like the first. <laughs> Two minutes of the movie. <laughs> I, I think I think Chris took an intermission after that part. I, yeah, I took one of seven intermissions. <laughs> he kept screaming. He just kept going on and on and on. I had to get up and walk away. <laughs> I came. I went to I went to see another movie oh, and Jesus. I came back and he was, was still screaming. He forgot to turn it off and the movie was still playing. <laughs> <laughs> So the next part is uh, Diana's rescue scene, right? Which is modified from the original when he, she saves the kids and whatever from the terrorist group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Roose Bolton, right? Mm-hmm. That guy? Yep. Yeah. All right. I was like, it took me about a sec- a couple seconds. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I know who that is. It's like, that's Roose Bolton. That's diabolical. He made that scene cool. Like, he, he amped that sh- scene up so much. It, it made it like a cool scene to me. Although the the fastness of her like slaying those like terrorist guys, when she was punching the bullets, not even that when no, he, you're she talking threw about them against the wall and shit. She was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that was actually I, I see. I liked that like that. You, you get a sense of 
one thing that a lot of these superhero things perhaps they have a hard time doing showing the levels of strength. Yes. Right. Like you have, you know, they could like punch someone in the face and they just like knock over like whatever, or you punch them in the face and they literally fly 50 yards the other direction and plaster their head against the wall. Yeah. Like, so the strength shown in that scene where they're just being obliterated, you know, I thought was kind of cool. More representative of what you would think their power was. Like a superpowered being versus a normal human being. Right. Like that's how outmatched they are. If they, it's like I was going to fight like Superman, that's what it would look like. Right. It's like dead. <laughs> you know how they have like body counts for Rambo for just like the number of people he kills? I want like a broken rib count for these movies. Like how many bones got broken every time they like punch somebody? There's like all the front bones get broken. And then they fly back a thousand feet, slam into something, and all the backbones get broken. See, that's that's perhaps something that the show, um, the boys, the boys, oh. like that's that's one thing where the powers were like he would punch someone and literally their face would explode. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah. that's what should that's happen. more realistic, probably. But right. don't you think all those guys died though? They had to have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she yeah. killed them yeah, yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like. No, totally. totally. But the implication is that she subdued them, right? It's like, but she's not they a murderer. Show, they show like a big blood stain on the wall when she throws oh, the long true. guy against it. <laughs> that is true. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I forgot. Right. The part where she jumps in the air it was fucking awesome. And they and see that slow-mo worked when she throws the suitcase, the there bomb, like up in the air and they show her like yeah. it going slowly away while she's like falling backwards. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought it was awesome. I thought it, I thought it was really cool. A, a good, like a good opening fight scene. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting. It had like a it had a beginning of uh, Dark Knight vibe to it too, with like the bank. Actually, kind of a little bit of both Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, where they're like the way that they kind of set up the, the the gangsters like coming into the bank, and they had this whole plot, and like they knocked it over real quick. I don't know. I, I felt like I liked the uh, momentum in that scene. I agree. All that was missing was was Hans Zimmer. Even though I did like the music in this, Hans and those and those particular scenes adds this level of like anxiety or like just t- tension. Yep, that's happening throughout it. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's a cl- that's a classic. That whole beginning of that movie with the the tension built up with the music, it's perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. So Chris still is on board. I think we're probably like fifteen minutes in, maybe. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Are you are you like this is trash? Good. So so, so what like, we didn't do at the very beginning before we got into this movie was say like should should we give our review of it or do you want to wait till the end? Like, is it going to come out during? My assumption is that you guys both liked it, like a like liked it more than a lot. Well, I think you should guess based on all of the comments we make on what happened in the movie. Okay, so wait. We'll see the end. I'll withhold. Okay, let's keep going. Then. <laughs> Well, I I have to say though, in this conversation, I'm most interested of like Chris's heart rate monitor of interest throughout this movie. Like, yeah, when does he flatline, or is he like? Or is he there were like, moments where I was like, I like felt my body reach for my phone, and I like grabbed my own hand and yanked it back. <laughs> I was like, no, pay attention. So, what is next? The battle of the Amazonians when they uh, yeah the mother box opens. Yeah, I think that's the, the next sort of key. Key moment. That was long. That scene was fucking long, long as hell. 
that was in the other movie and Zack Snyder totally like enhanced it, redid it. That whole scene within the, uh, I believe the whole scene inside the temple thing mm. was new. Um, oh, really? I feel like I should, I should have rewatched the original. Like I don't, my memory. <laughs> yeah, I didn't of- either, but I just don't like it. So I just, I, I couldn't do it. Um, couldn't sit through it. But all I know is this, this scene was awesome. I mean, I thought it was great. The whole thing where like they, they seal it and then it crashes into the ocean. Well, I was watching that. So like my wife and I were watching this. And like as that scene happens and you realize, perhaps getting a bit corny here, like the commitment of the, the Amazonians. Right. Right. Like where they, they have like the, these procedures in place where they basically are sacrificing their lives to allow things to escape, you know, her to escape with whatever. Like, yeah. Pretty incredible. They're just as badass yeah. as like the Spartans from 300. That's the, the, the feeling yeah. that I get yeah. from watching them like fight. I thought this. I thought this part was cool. I I really liked when they were in the temple. I was like, okay, yeah, okay, okay, right, okay, good, yeah, got it. And then they got to the horses, like like the horse chase scene. I was like, oh, this is really exciting. This is really cool. <laughs> like flinging the box around and like firing fucking arrows right, and now, shit. Like that I love really when that cool. girl jumps off the horse catches the arrow and then lands on the other girl's horse and then starts pulling. <laughs> that was <laughs> that cool. Was cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who did it better? That scene, right, as they're escaping and and, and catching the box or in the Avengers with the the gaunt when they are pat the gauntlet <laughs> and they're passing it around and like, please. Not even close. <laughs> Spider-Man's like death death mode or whatever. Kill mode. Engage. Anyway, anyway, this one, this one. We said uh, we were going to talk about Marvel on this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good luck. So obviously we, we, we all know that they fail. Steppenwolf uh, takes the box. So I'm trying to, what's the next scene? Is it, is it the, uh, the flashback? I can't remember. The age of heroes, like whole fight sequence, right? Right. Is that where? Well, that's after like Wonder Woman meets up with Batman. Uh, like Batman, like she's explaining mm. the past and, and that whole particular right. sequence. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's exactly in this order, but it's around then. So I heard that um, the scene where they, the um, Amazonians, they, the Amazons, they like, they like fire the arrow. It lights the thing. Diana goes to the temple and she learns the history of all of, of like who Darkseid is and what the mother boxes are and all this stuff. I heard that that was added right in this version. To help explain, because apparently in the original, mm-hmm. she just shows up and just starts telling Bruce Wayne what's happening. I, I found this to be really useful. I was like, oh, they're, they've connected to her and like she understands the threat and now she lear- learns about it. And now she's telling everybody like it's just linear. Like it made a lot of sense to me. I was like, okay, this this totally works. Yeah. I think the, the the next scene actually was when Batman was trying to recruit Aquaman in that village. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, not, ex- I mean, kind of a not non event. It was just more of introducing the character, I guess, or the interaction of him discovering them, seeding the idea of that they, that the two of them get to get to meet each other or whatever. Yeah, forgive me or us for maybe getting like some scenes out of slightly out of order, but well, whatever. <laughs> it's a four-hour it, fucking I, movie. I, that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna do? That's also something that was totally in the other movie. Um, they added a little bit to yeah. it. But uh, it was essentially like the same as the the first movie where he goes to find him. That was one of the cool things in the original trailer I liked where they show him going. He's like, there's a man who comes to this village 
on the king tide. Can I can I take can we do an Aquaman conversation now? I never saw the movie. Is he that the way he was in Justice League? Is he that way in the Aquaman movie, which is like aloof and like I don't know, not charismatic? <laughs> is that his thing? Yeah, I did see I did see the movie what the Aquaman Aquaman movie. Um Yeah. Ugh. That's 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 kind that's I will say perhaps like I wouldn't say this for later, but I'll say this now. Of all the characters in the Justice League, he's perhaps the weakest. Um Yeah. Like I I think he's cast right. I like yeah. him. I just I don't know. Um, when all the fights happen on land, why do you need an Aquaman? <laughs> an incredibly good question. <laughs> I, no one ever asked. Like, wouldn't you rather see Green Lantern right. than fucking a guy fighting on land whose power is he is an Aquaman? He's good at, at water. Yeah. <laughs> so what okay. I thought was interesting, and let me ask you this, as guys who saw the original one, did ooh synchronized beer drinking? Good job, you two. Yes. <laughs> um, in the Age of Heroes, when they when they show you like the huge fight, they're like, oh, there were yeah. peop- there were uh, warriors from all different factions, even defenders from the sky, and like that was like one of the lantern, one of the lanterns, I guess. Right? That made me think. I was yeah. like, there was part of me that was like, will there be a Green Lantern? Like by the end of this movie, is that something he snuck into this one? I thought that would actually be pretty cool. <clears throat> Turns out. Spoiler, no. But um, I don't know. I got a little excited seeing that. I was like, oh, we're going to have like the whole legit crew in this movie. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think for sure it will be added in the future. I mean, the, I, what, the biggest travesty of the original Green Lantern movie is that the character and the concept of the core in the universe like, is fucking awesome. There's so much cool shit. And they basically laid the biggest turd possible. <laughs> In that movie, yeah. right? Green so, Lantern is fucking. If it's done right, he's fucking awesome. He's like so powerful. He's it's basically illimitable power. It's based on his will. He can do anything. Like his imagination <laughs> is his <Yes>. power. <laughs> now I'll tell Chris that scene is not in the original movie. That Zack Zack Snyder added that. So then, after I don't even know where we left off. After the Aquaman recruit, like failed recruitment. Does Diana go to find Cyborg? Is that the next thing? Well, I, we we talked about it. Whether it happened next yeah. or not doesn't matter. But Who cares? Like the, the, fla- the flashback. Yeah. Well, no, the flashback, like her explaining the history of this, that particular scene where Darkseid is fighting the three tri- like that. Does she do that scene just to Batman or does she do it to the whole? I think she just does it to Bruce Wayne. I think you're right. I, I think it was just, a, they, just a Bruce. Then they show yeah. the dramatization of it, which is, to me, is one of my favorite parts of the movie. That was cool. <laughs> I fucking love that. was that really part. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to say this, and you guys, I'm, I'm dumb as hell. When you look at the three particular tribes, the coolest fucking one was Zeus and Ares. Like, like Zeus, Zeus was, was fucking. Um, that was cool as hell. They would have got their ass kicked if it wasn't for the. Right? Was incredible. And then Ares with just his axe just freaking just like slicing through people. And he's the one who like chopped his axe into dark side at the end. Okay. Which, which tribe is that now? <laughs> like you have the Amazonians as one woman. You have. She, she basically says like the old gods 
who no longer like basically exist anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's a one to one. Yeah. Okay. I wonder Wonder Woman is the is the Amazonians and Batman Zeus like Batman's like the other. humans, yeah. But then like the old gods are kind of replaced by a combination of like Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman, right? Like oh no, the Atlanteans were there okay. too, I suppose. Yeah. They had that old yeah. that old king that had the his own trident. He was there. That scene was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, but Zeus yeah, was the one that fucking awesome. saved the day. He's like blasting fucking dark side with like lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. I thought that was I thought that scene was really cool. Yeah, and then you had like a fucking lantern flying around just like blasting dudes. I, was, you know it's so, totally and the fact that So sorry, but you know you know it totally reminds you, remember the the flashback from the the war, the war where they defeated Sauron. That's exa- I was just about That's to totally fucking like, say that. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. Like that. <laughs> Which was exactly. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, the last comment about, about Green Lantern we mentioned earlier is it was actually the perfect way to introduce Green Lantern back into this. It's like, here's a Green Lantern alien looking dude who dies. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the ring flies off. Right. So that is like Green Lantern's back, but not really. We're not telling you, you know, it's. To be cast later. 100%. You know. That is the backdoor pilot for the Green Lantern movie. Like, there's just a ring floating around looking for a, an owner. T- total backdoor. Yep. I regretted it when I said it. <laughs> backdoor in the mother box. <laughs> this is where Russ gets to go. Continue. Moving, Moving along. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, like, the next part would be like all like the intro of cyborg stuff and let me yeah. let me say like cyborg is like this is movie is about cyborg like it's a lot his, of cyborg it's his movie that other people are in he has an actual story arc where he hates his dad at the beginning and then he you know has a challenge and then comes to accept him by the end we spend a lot of time with him he's super conflicted we get his fucking origin story dave lover of origin stories yes and like you really feel for this character. I love this guy. The guy did an amazing job. I don't know the actor. He, he was incredible. <laughs> I loved it. And by comparison, what I was going to say is the biggest standout from the first movie, the first movie, Cyborg, the way they like. Cyborg was kind of trash, I thought. Yeah. And I thought he was awesome <laughs> yeah. in this, like like the buildup. And it's like, I, like that, like it's a, the redemption from the first one to this one. It's like night and day. He's a combination of Iron Man and Vision. Like, he's both of those characters in one thing. Pretty like, much, he's yeah. super powered. He's a super genius. He's technology, he, like, personified. Sorry, Ross, go ahead. Well, one of the big complaints about the original was the fact that they did not uh, flesh out his character whatsoever. Really? He was literally, like, the token character that no one knew anything about. So... I feel like this is, you know, like when people fuck up, they're like overcompensate to correct it. So that's why I think you saw this as like a, a cyborg movie. But I, I thought it was great. Like that's the one thing about like a long ass movie like this, like the exposition you can have for characters and origins and um, their backgrounds. Like I thought it added so much to the story and actually giving she like we're always talking about like WandaVision. We didn't give a fucking shit about any of the characters like you actually cared. i cared about like what happened to these characters after seeing all their back background in this movie yeah mm-hmm. you, so you needed this movie to be you needed this movie to be four hours because we didn't have 
23 movies with them prior to the team up movie, right? Like you needed That's true too. to take yeah. the time in this one to get to know them and like learn their personalities and figure out their motivations and all of this stuff. And I think they were able to do that, particularly with that character who they, you know, they kind of snuck them into Batman versus Superman and like one half of a scene and everyone who reads a comic is like, oh, I know that that's cyborg. But like you actually got so much more of him in this. I, I just really, I really like that whole, his whole thing. And I guess this is like roughly the time in the movie where you kind of like get to know him and his dad, who that guy is the same guy from Terminator 2 who worked yep. in a lab with the with the Terminator hand. He just, yep. All he does is he just is in labs. <laughs> he's tech ass as a lab tech. <laughs> well, he's like the leader of Star Labs and he's the leader yeah. of fucking Skynet. This guy is a genius. Yep, he is. He's amazing. <laughs> he created Cyborg. He created the Terminator. He created Skynet. It was incredible. What a career. <laughs> Doesn't end up so well with them in either movie, but. <laughs> uh... No, anyway. Let's see. So we had the, we had the cyborg stuff. Then there, there was the flash, like introduction of his character. Talk to me about the flash. Talk to me about the flash. They redid that scene a little bit too. Zach cut out some of like Joss Whedon's like corny ass jokes, which I'm sure Dave, you appreciated this by seeing the first movie. He basically cut out every corny fucking lame ass joke that Joss Whedon wrote. <laughs> and oh my God. all the scenes are like completely absolved from us having to hear those again, which is awesome. Um, well, th- so that actually speaks to what the two different, the mood of this movie compared to the mood of the first, like this movie, it was, it was serious. It was dark. It was like, there was meat to it. And the other one's like this, I felt like a running gag wheel. Like yeah, it was, there, there was action scenes. There was shit. There was stuff to kind of enter like eye candy, but the meat and potatoes was, was missing. But anyway, as far as the flash goes, um, all right, it's the comic relief a little bit, like his character. It just it's the kid, it's the Spider-Man mm, type, yeah. yep, whatever of Justice League. Um, he's always like in in another thing in con- in other iterations. He's like the he's like comic relief. He's like cracking wise all the time. He's got like a little snarky asides. Is that his character? Is that like his personality? That I don't know. They know. they kind of combined like so. Barry Allen was the original Flash. So just a little tidbit of comic history um he ended up getting dying and uh then they had but of course there was another flash that came up which which is he had been the kid flash before that so this is this is a combination of the the personalities of both those guys like wally west was the next guy and in his storyline he was more like a wisecracker guy uh and he was they introduced that whole thing where like he has to eat like nonstop to keep up the calories in order to be able to run fast, which they did with Ezra Miller's character. So it's kind of a combo of all the iterations of that particular character, which it, it, it's fine for me. He was like the kind of the goofy friend. Remember at the end where they showed like the whole scene of them, like standing there triumphant. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> to me, right. he, yeah, he's like the Chris Pratt character. I would say that like watching this movie, the flash was not my favorite character in this movie because I was like, he stop joking. Stop joking around. This is not a fun. This is not a funny joke movie. Like shut up. 
And if you're telling me that they cut jokes out of it, like from him, I can't mm-hmm. imagine how insufferable that fucking version <laughs> must be. Because yeah, like they, all of his little m- moments, I was like, that's funny, but like not in this scene. <laughs> like not, not after Batman just told you the world is about to end. Like <laughs> take this shit serious, bro. Like what are you doing? Yeah, he's not the guy. He's not one of the better characters. I mean, I like how they tried to include some level of importance to each character of the Justice League in in this movie. Like, you know, he was he there was a couple times where he had to, like, create like an energy surge in order to them to accomplish their goal. Yeah. Like two major moments, like the, the climax scene and then the scene where they resurrect Superman. He has to go towards the speed of light and like give them like a big fucking energy blast or whatever, which that worked. But he's definitely not one of the in this movie, at least, is not one of the better, you know, consequential characters. Right. I will say that, like, I the way that we got a cyborg like origin and they spent time explaining it, we didn't get that with the flash. Like, I don't know how, why or how the flash is fast. I'm not sure I care, but if I know the origin of everyone else, I suppose like, why not tell me that? Did they say it and I missed it? No, I don't think they, in this movie, they didn't go into it whatsoever. I have a feeling they're going to retcon his, his uh, origin at some point. Cause Basically, that all they do is remember, like Batman or Superman, they just like discover, oh, there, here's another metahuman. He saved, he saved this like bank robbery and this, whatever. No, it was like a Seven Eleven. <laughs> so they haven't done his origin. I guess they're waiting for the for the Flash movie. Maybe you'll yeah, see it then. Must. And then what? I, and I'm random comment about the Flash. Just thinking of him because this is later in the movie. Uh, obviously, is when you can his ability. Right, feels so much different than the other superheroes in the movie. Right, and so when you can see his ability per scale of what the other ones can do, like when he when Superman is now back and he's like going almost as fast as the speed as light, and Superman basically can track him with his eyes. Like so, Superman is basically almost as fast as the Flash. Right. But not quite. That was that right? was pretty sick. That moment. That was like that was wild. That's, what, that's another one of my favorite moments yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Is that whole re yeah. refilming of that scene? This is fantastic. I just thought that was just kind of like putting his speed and concept. Because even in the comics, now I am speaking out of turn here because I am I am not the comic expert. I have read my fair share from the average person. Russ, you have clearly um, have a, a much bigger background in comics but his just the concept of what the flash can do and dc has kind of gone down this rabbit hole is this element of time right like that he that he can go so fast that he kind of recreates history and what flashpoint was a whole series within dc that they took off on of like that's what the flash kind of almost the flash movie's good that's what it's going to be it's going to be that Story. So, was every character introduced basically at this point? I, think we've gone I mean, through. we don't need to talk about Batman or Wonder Woman, right? Like, we know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you guys feel about Ben Affleck as uh, his performance as Batman? If Christian Bale was the best Batman, if if we if we go to the Nolan Batmans, and that's the best Batman, and that's the best Joker, if 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 that was that, and by comparison, 
when they announced Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, I was like furious. <laughs> I think he did a pretty darn good job. Even though I don't like Ben Affleck that that much in general. Um, yeah. I he did like he did a pretty good job. My Joker opinion is in the other direction. That we can right. get there. I, I I like Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck a lot as Batman, which I did not think I would. But I like the, if you if you catch on a couple things he says and who he's supposed to be is he's supposed to be like Batman twenty years in, and I think Bat I think Ben Affleck does a very good job of playing that particular Batman. Like he's basically beaten down. He's like been fighting these fucking criminals for twenty years. He's like sick of it. That's why he has his like horrible negative opinion about Superman when he when he eventually that whole thing happens, and yeah, you know, he he actually makes that comment in the movie when he's with Aquaman. He's like, "Well, it's worked for twenty years in Gotham, so yeah, it, it, it's a lot of di- a lot different performance than it would be from like a, a year one Batman, which is like what Christian Bale so amazingly did in right the perfect movie Batman Begins." Right. <laughs> now, which one is that? Which movie is that? <laughs> They're all that after Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> um, I feel like I did not care for him in Batman versus Superman, and I liked him a little bit more in this one. Um, he's also like obsessed with Superman now. Like he didn't like him for an hour and a half, and then he is obsessed with Superman now. That that's one of the reasons I like the I like this whole plot of this movie though. Like the way he he turns like 180 degrees on. He basically the whole movie's about him. He he made a promise. Basically, he makes like I made a promise to him, at at his grave. Yeah, that I would reunite the people, the the other heroes to to save the earth. Whatever, which yeah. I thought was cool. The people. I mean, that is kind of like the, the impetus for having a Justice League. I mean, there's no other reason to yeah. to combine their powers. So. So wait, should we should we fast forward now to the point where Steppenwolf has two mother boxes and they go, man, we gotta go get that. We gotta go get that dead Superman. <laughs> or do or do you want or do you want to talk about a uh, Martian Manhunter cameo mid-movie? Oh, the one <laughs> stupid moment in the movie. <laughs> you thought it was stupid? I, I loved it. I thought it, it was kind of cool. I only just learned about this character. He's pretending to be Diane Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when he was pretending to be Diane Lane. Uh, well, okay. I will say this. I don't know what the fuck Martian Manhunter's abilities are. My only knowledge of him ever is with when my son, when he was five, <laughs> the bold. we watched <laughs> Batman Brave and the Bold. And Martian Manhunter was basically just flew the plane around, flew the ship around all over the universe. That's all I know. <laughs> that's all I know of him. Uh. <laughs> so, no, that's all I was going to say. So, I, the fact that he can like shape shift or whatever, this is all new to me. I don't imagine new to 99.9% of the viewing audience. The only reason I know this character is because I watched the Vandal Savage cartoon Ooh. on HBO, the one where um, Batman has the plans to kill all the members of the Justice League. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, at your recommendation, I watched that a couple weeks ago. I actually didn't, I don't think I mentioned it. But uh, Martian Manhunter's in that. And yeah, he like shapeshifts. And apparently he's like one of the most powerful beings in the universe or something. <laughs> like it's like obscene. He has pretty extensive. He can shapeshift. Uh, he can fly. 
uh, he's I guess he's like probably super strong. Yeah. Uh, he can phase like the vision, like he can phase through things, people and stuff. He definitely can do that. So, yeah, he's pretty powerful. Was he was the sec so the Secretary of Defense from the first two movies? Mm-hmm. Was he him the whole time? I, apparently, that's wild. I actually thought that was pretty cool that he sh- shifted into him. I was like, oh, that's yeah, this- like Locke from uh, the Matrix, right? Again, playing <laughs> the same character, the military leader. <laughs> yep. What is this? What's happening here? <laughs> I like that guy though. I like him as as March Manhunter. Yeah, he seemed to work. Well, and your criticism of that particular scene or when he was introduced there all goes down to Lois Lane, right? And like she was considered a really important character and she has basically an important role, which is to like have get Superman on board with what's going on. She like snaps him back to reality. Right, right. So it doesn't slay the other members of the Justice League, which he's on his way to doing very easily. <laughs> oh my God. Didn't even break a sweat. The, I love when he... Yeah. So should we go into that? Please. Yeah. So one, I do want to mention that I thought one of the best parts of the plot of the movie was the explanation of how a mother box can resurrect Superman. Yeah. Because yep. finding a way to try to resurrect someone, even in fiction like this, is... To not be total eye roll style is, <laughs> is not easy. And it was, it was pretty cool how they ex- explained that, you know, when they're having their whole roundtable discussion about whether whether yeah. or not to do it and why it's possible. And like basically the uh, cyborg is telling them like how the mother box works and why it, 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 it could be something that they could do. So that was interesting. The whole like smoke, the mother box could turn the smoke back into the house. Yeah, that, whole that was like sequence. It. That was the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So, going past that to where they do it. Yeah. They're like, we got to go get that dead ass Superman. They <laughs> dig up his body, gravedigger style. <laughs> they fucking throw Absolutely. him in a truck. Maggots and everything. They bring him back to that fucking ship. That ship <laughs> is the root of all evil in this fucking yeah. movies. This resurrects everyone. Then they juice him up. They give him that juice. Yeah, so that scene we all know. We all uh, Papa Flash does his thing. They, uh, I did think it was cool when like the box is like going in and it like comes up a little bit, and he finally touches it. <laughs> yeah, it just like goes back in time again, and then instantly Superman's live too. There's no, there's no like him like going like oh, oh, fluttering eyes open or anything. He's just like alive, <laughs> shirtless with pants. <laughs> like he ripped his shirt off apparently while he was being resurrected, so you can see how fucking Jack jacked he is. <laughs> Waking up from a Sunday afternoon nap. <laughs> yeah, really. See, at least he got to take a long nap. But I love that scene where he's confused, quote unquote. That was pretty nasty. Like, he really made short work of everybody. And he gets to <laughs> Batman. I was like, oh, he's fucking dead. Batman is dead. You really felt like he, he was going to get fucked up big time <laughs> yeah. during that scene. Yeah, because it was like the rule of threes, right? He's got the armbands to absorb like the eye beams. So he's got like one, throws it away. Two, throws it away. He's like, that's it. Game over for me, mm. Batman. And Lois Lane finally <laughs> shows up. And she soothes the savage beast. But before that, before that, I love, I love, they, the scene where he fights Flash is so great. Like Dave was saying. Yeah. They, that was in the original, yeah. but they, I think they made it a little cooler. They added some stuff to it. 
But that that whole scene where he's he's like, oh, I'm just gonna ru- I'm gonna run around him and get him from the back, and Superman's like, <laughs> just <side laughs> looks at him, him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then <laughs> the Flash's face is great. He's like, oh fuck, you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> And then he tries to like fuck him up big time. That was great. Yeah. And come on, the the Wonder Woman fight scene was amazing. Does he? <laughs> what does he? Does he like pick her up and then like slams her into the ground or something? He headbutts her into the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so brutal looking. He she headbutts him. She headbutts him. He's like, he's like all like woozy off. He's like, fuck, this girl's powerful. So he picks her. Head butts her into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> that looked insane. That was I had the same reaction to that as in Batman versus Superman when he punches the guy in the head and his head goes into the floor and like the camera oh, yeah, moves yeah. and it just like looks so intense. Like it had yeah. a similar sort of visual like <laughs> impact. It was crazy. It was awesome. I love that scene. And then that Lois, was the of course. Yeah. Sorry, I don't. I was going to compare it to Marvel movies again. I'll stop. Uh-oh. I was going to say that was the Civil War airplane hangar scene. Well, basically, yeah. If you've ever noticed in team up movies, they always have to have the heroes fight each other at some point. Got to, you got to, because like you know, that's what the fans want. You know, they want to see what would happen. Like you know, they had the whole fight with Thor and Iron Man and Loki in that one movie, and then they had like the Civil War fight, and you had the Hulk versus Thor fight. So. Yeah, it's always kind of cool to see them scrap. So then Superman flies off, gone for a kind of emotional relief, figure shit out, Lois Lane, go back to his his home, look out at the cornfield. Centered. I I like this. Yeah. Diane Lane shows up. She's like, holy shit, my dead son is back. What the fuck just happened? (laughs) This poor woman has like no idea what's going on. Yeah. That was a little weird. Now take. Take the trash out, asshole. I'm just looking at the plot here. Where are, where are we in the plot? This is a long movie, guys. We're, you know, we're doing pretty good, I think. We could be spending a lot more time on rabbit holes here. Yeah. Well, I just fast forward along here, right? So they... Third mother box. Oh, that's the scene where he gets the third the, the mother third, box. Right. right. Third mother yeah. box. So Steppenwolf right. shows up while basically Superman's distracted, grabs the third box, goes... Back to his like Russian nuclear hideout. <laughs> well, and right at that particular moment, um, the famous scientist basically kills himself to essentially put a GPS in the mother box. Like put a G- put a GPS in the mother box. That right? is the worst innuendo I've ever heard. <laughs> you don't want to do, yeah. <laughs> you low jacked um, <laughs> the mother box. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrificing himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now they can track him. <laughs> That's not how that works. Oh, never mind. <laughs> um, but anyway. So what happens? Fucking, he gets the third. Okay, so here's, let me jump in here with a little bit of a, my full movie review. Okay. This is where the movie should have ended. Superman, you have a huge fight at the end. Superman is revived. He disappears. You don't know where he goes. Steppenwolf gets the third mother box. It looks like it's all over. End of movie. Then you do everything to the end as a second movie. 
like they did for, I don't know, every franchise ever made in the past five years. <laughs> like, do that. Give me a break. We did three hours. That is a huge act two climax moment, right? And now we could take it home in a separate movie after I can like go to the bathroom and have some dinner and maybe come back later. Like, that just felt like the right end point for if this movie was not four hours long, is what I'm trying to say. Like, two hours and 45 minutes in, like, call it. And then I'll see you next year for the thrilling conclusion. You're talking like a snap moment. To me, that wasn't a snap moment from like Infinity War. Oh. Uh, I mean. That moment would have been if the dark side came to Earth, which is the whole thing they're trying to prevent. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I can take some creative notes on this, but I just felt like this would have been better, could have been better served as two movies instead of one four hour movie. If this was being really, if if we were not in the middle of still quarantine, and if this was releasing to movies to the theaters, that w- that would have happened. Yeah. Even just, but just the 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 financial mechanics of movies and the length and how much they have to like earn per hour spent and whatever, like that clearly would have been. Yeah, the I, I felt that. I felt that moment. I guess I felt the theater aspect in that moment. I was like, this this would be the end. And like, I would go home and talk about, oh my God, what's going to happen when he's got all the fucking things? Like, where's Superman go? Et cetera. Yeah. All right. Fair. <laughs> but they didn't do that. But they did. So, but they did. Anyway. So then that's the fight scene, right? It's like the whole fight, like the whole end. I think Chris watched the rest of this movie on his phone in the bathroom. <laughs> right. So they're devising the plan on. Like how to go to extract this, identify they have this big cocoon thing over, you know, over the base or whatever. Is it really that quick? Is there nothing else between that, like from that moment when they resurrect Superman to we are now fast forwarding to the final battle? They basically decide like we we have to we have to attack even without Superman. We we tried our best. We he's alive, but we don't know where he is. But we we can't wait. We have to attack now. And yeah, so then. Right after they decide yeah. that, then they go they go there in, in that special ship that Cyborg talked to and made fly. They made a big deal about that ship. <laughs> I, I feel like I was like underwhelmed by the ship. Spent a lot of time fixing it in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just a big, big old ship. So they, they have this like force field or like dome over it. And apparently the only thing you need to do to get into it is shoot it with a missile. Yeah. You, you can just go right through that's what Batman does. Yeah. He just shoots it with missiles and it flies through. Well, I mean, they did. They, I mean, he did basically what they, I don't know. They made a comment about it, which was like, he's not going to anticipate someone like going full force in. So perhaps it's the weak point or whatever. So they didn't make a comment about that. That's true. He's like full um, frontal attack. Full frontal on the mother box. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Strong theme. Whole episode. So they, he basically blows the tower up, which knocks the shield down, which we've never seen that in a movie before. Somebody blowing up like the shield generator to like knock out the, the shield generators <laughs> will be fully operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> so, yeah. Docs. And then yeah, he says Doc side. This is a Star Wars sequel, right? That's what we watched. Is that what this was? The uh, good Star Wars sequel? I don't want to see any more Star Wars sequels. <laughs> I'm done. No, thank you. Uh, 
over. So during the attack, Superman is like, I need some new threads. Let me get the most fucking badass death metal <laughs> Superman costume I can find. Yep. And fucking roll up wearing all black and silver. That was the coolest. I really like that. Yeah. It was awesome. You know, a, a the flying apparatus into the Batmobile scene. I will say, though, a criticism of that particular scene. From the moment Batman blasts his way in, blows up the tower, that crashes, Batmobile comes out, this fucking awesome scene where he's like driving, driving backwards, blowing all this shit up. That entire duration, the rest of the Justice League is just standing there <laughs> going like, <laughs> like, Batman, are you okay? <laughs> like, come in, like, come in. We lost comms. <laughs> Bruce, I guess we should help him. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking on the entire armada by himself. And he has no zero powers. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wonder Woman's like, I guess we should go help him. And then and they fly. <laughs> oh, shit. They wait until he's literally like on death's door. He has to eject out of his like exploding tank. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what's up, Batman? God, what took you so long, Batman? God, where have you been? <laughs> So that, that's an extensive fight scene, obviously. It goes on yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, they try to show all the all the heroes like taking out parademons at some point and they're like yellow blood gushing all different areas. <laughs> Batman shooting laser beams was like a thing I didn't think I would see. Yeah, every every like machine gun nest he took out. Like he was, <laughs> it's another machine gun nest. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking up those guys though. <laughs> he was. That was yeah. awesome. There was what there there was there was one moment with Aquaman, right? To the earlier point of like you have a guy whose power is, is in the water fighting on land. Well, I guess they had one moment where he was surfing on top of one of the flying bugs. Yeah. So that was like <laughs> He was lame. He was he was too lame for me in this movie. Aquaman was lame. I feel like they did good a good job of not using him. Too much though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> in in the Aquaman movie, right? Granted, it's all there is a lot of scenes out out of the water, right? But it, when he gets his final suit and the power of the trident, like he uses the trident like to spear and like whatever, but that thing fucking like is awesome, right? There could have been more of that, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Just trying to think of ways to 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 make. Him feel like he actually has a power. He did that like energy blast thing a couple times with the with the trident. Yeah, I think yeah. like that's kind of close. But yeah, I totally agree. Like they should have found ways to incorporate him more, make him feel part of the group. That scene was very unexpected. The the very end climax where they beat Steppenwolf. That was pretty what brutal. Do you, what do you mean it was so unexpected? We're gonna get get oh. to the point where Superman comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Okay. I was fucking awesome. I will say though, what's even when you, when you, again, you're putting these, these different superheroes and their powers side by side. Right. And you have Steppenwolf fighting off Wonder Woman, like Aquaman, the whole crew. 
and kind of holding his own like back and forth moments. Yeah. Yep. Right. And he's has the axe coming down to basically go into cyborg or chop his arm off or whatever. And Superman like fucking lands. It just hits his shoulder <laughs> and he's like, not impressed. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like the and basically there is a no contest. Literally fucking he destroys he crushes guy. him <laughs> so bad. Well, I thought I thought they're gonna step in and be like, yo, Superman. <laughs> hey, cool, <laughs> cool, be cool, man. Be cool. <laughs> he was beating the shit out of him. And then he like that part where like cuts part of his like horn off. Yeah. Remember that? With his like yeah. vision, his heat vision. That was I was like, Jesus. Pretty, pretty nuts. And then leading into, I guess, the like the ultimatum, right? The the unity happens or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Dark side is entering the world is now like it's what this device is basically like covers the whole world destroys everything keeps a couple things and basically it's like a world changer yeah. right mm-hmm. so this thing's happening right in that moment where basically flash reverses time yeah that what do you get what do you guys think about that i i mean i i'm sorry i i keep saying i'm not going to talk about it but i keep wanting to bring it up like it was infinity war like it was the end of Infinity War, where he fucking uses the time stone, reverses time, and then gets the gets the outcome he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was cool. It was a really exciting scene. He's running laps and shit. He's got all of his energy, and everything's happening, and he makes time go backwards. And like that was that was super super cool. But at, right after, that, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you just get to get a redo. Like what the hell? Where's Josh Bolin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even think of that to be honest. I, I, just the the thematic like, part of it, I was so impressive. I didn't even think about it. The part where like fucking Superman's blood, blood and bones all like come back together while he's running. <laughs> yeah, and, like Cyborg's like skull comes back and like his face comes back on his face. I mean, that was pretty fucking cool looking as he reverses time. And to be fair. Justice League came out before Endgame, so not to me. <laughs> <laughs> but did they do that in the other one, Dave? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, there uh, you go. Hey, hey, prove me wrong. I didn't see the fucking movie. You guys win. But fuck Thanos. And then step. And then Wonder Woman decapitates. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. that's one of my main things I wrote. I'm like. Death of Stephen Wolf, amazing. <laughs> like, you don't see that. Not a lot of decapitations. That was incredible. Can I ask a question about Stephen Wolf? In, fir- in the original version, was it like Kieran Hines, like his human face wearing a helmet, or was it like a CGI face the whole time? It was a CGI face, but it was made more to look a little bit like him. Uh, kind of like how Thanos is made to look a little bit like Josh Brolin. Yeah. This looked yeah. just like fantasy creature yeah it just looked like a creature yeah which is better yeah yeah i was curious i like this armor those armor was cool because it was like it would constantly like move and flex and stuff and like little flits of well that like, that's all new for this movie as well oh really he did zach Snyder added all that cgi with his armor moving and like spiking up and shit like that yeah yeah looks way cooler yeah it looks pretty it looks pretty badass yeah you didn't. He didn't look like Mance Raider anymore. Exactly. Yeah. The movie with Bruce Bolton and Mance Raider in it, unbelievable. 
but how the <laughs> you you got to think it's the comments he made to Diana about you know how you could have defended your sisters and all that shit that she's like she's like no he's not just going to go back to his world <laughs> he's going to go back with no head <laughs> and then dark side's really despondent he's like crushes his fucking head with his foot not a nice guy in quite the army that Darkseid has behind him, there's a there. If you like, they, he has like these alien-looking dudes, and then a clearly a human yeah. woman. <laughs> Who was that? Right. Uh, Who's that? Granny goodness. Yeah. Uh, that's her name. <laughs> what? Uh, just saying. That, Are you that's her name. Is Granny goodness. <laughs> well, <laughs> but while you look that up, I will have to say I thought Desad looks so fucking cool. And I loved yeah. his voice and everything. I thought he looked really cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> As you can see, there was a toned down version of the comic. <laughs> Granny goodness. Yes. It was like an overweight Jesus grandma. Christ. <laughs> Holy crap. Jesus Christ. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Those are his main two minions. Is Granny goodness and Sad. Or the people that were right there. I feel like I'm aware of Darkseid being the ultimate big bad in this universe, but I just don't know anything about this character. I just like he's Apocalypse and Thanos together. In, it's just like the the ultra well, the ultra big bad, and that's it. He's just powerful and wants to dominate, and that's it. I think I've told everyone I know on this planet to watch the animated movie, the Superman Batman Apocalypse movie, because you will get. A yeah, full introduction to all these people in that. <laughs> okay. It's so good. Tune in next week for our review of that. Yes. Do you feel like perhaps they're equal? I, I, I didn't think about this prior, but from both from Marvel and DC, which has the bigger problem of the scale of powers on the villain side? So like when you look at, all right, there's Darkseid, who is basically Superman's villain. Right, the Thanos of DC, the whatever, like so outrageously omnipotent being, and how do you kind of defeat this? Down to like Lex Luthor, yeah, <laughs> who like to like or, or right now I'm like you know one of the next upcoming scenes is the introduction of Deathstroke, right? Right. Su- Superman would f- rip this person in half. Yeah, I don't know why we waste time not ripping people in half. Like you should just get every villain and just tear them at the waist in half and move on with your day. Like, what are we doing, Superman? Come on. So, so like, but there's like, that's this on the, on the Marvel side, like the people that are of the most power on the, so you have what Thor, who's not on earth most of the time, right. The, uh, or the Hulk who is too busy taking selfies with the uh, fucking fanboys at a coffee uh, shop. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, um, anyway, I don't know if you kind of get where I'm going with this. Like there's like the scale of like the good versus evil and their abilities seems to be pretty vast. Yeah, Eventually you you run, you you get to a point where only Superman can compete, right? Like that's, and where do you go from there? So you have to, I don't know. Essentially it's, it's, it's all goes back to him being like Clark from Smallville. Like Clark from Smallville would not rip people in half is basically why he just doesn't do that to everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's the only bat, like, cause he could literally destroy every, everyone. 
but he at Clark yeah. wouldn't do that, you know. Yeah. So that's why they go back to him being like you know like a hayseed, <laughs> even oh, an alien. Yeah, Aww. baseball and apple pie. That said, he go he goes pretty dark and and brutal in in this movie, which I liked. With the black suit, yeah, like the black suit. Love the black suit. Devastating yeah. fucking Steppenwolf at the end. Yeah. So then you have all all of the epilogue. That was another half right? hour of movie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it literally was half hour. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed the epilogue. I, th- there was that moment where I mean, I, I think the most interesting part to talk about is the nightmare one, right? Like Batman's nightmare. Dave's favorite scene. Yeah, we could talk about that. I, I liked it. So <laughs> I I had no idea what was happening for the majority of it. So I was both confused and also trying to figure out like what like what was happening. I was there was a lot there. But I also was really excited about the Lex Luthor death stroke scene, which apparently was in the first one. Yeah, it was. If it if it, it might have been an end credit. Was it an end credit? Yeah, I think it I think was. It was. I, didn't even, yeah. I didn't even see it. When when they were behind him on the boat and you just saw the two swords and the little thing flapping, I was like, "Ooh, that's Deathstroke. Let's where is this going?" Okay, I was like, yeah. "Back in." I thought that scene was cool. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was. I still do not like the casting of Lex Luthor. I just don't. He was more sedate like in that all. scene, though. He was like a little bit he more was. chilled out. I still <laughs> and um, I, I, fine. Batman's dream. I don't have any problem with the scene. I don't have a problem with the. I just. Jared Leto as the Joker, I, fucking horrible to me. I do not like it. I liked it. Like it, <laughs> it is polar op, polar opposite of Heath Ledger. I don't know. It's just, I don't know, not good. Okay, so, so what? Like, all right. So, no, dive into that. So, what did? You, well, what did you like about it? I think, I think, if you were not a, a if you're not a comic fanboy, you might have not enjoyed it as much as someone who is, because they specifically talk about things that happened in like death in the family, which is like a very, but that's not my problem with it. My okay. problem is not the words out of their mouths or the <laughs> story. The person it's saying them. him as the Joker. <laughs> the person saying the words. I have the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think he, I think he sucks at it. Like, I think he's doing this weird version of it. That's like too dark when he gets serious and too goofy when he's being goofy. Like it, it's too far apart. And I, I just, I've just never liked Jared Leto in anything. So I'm not, I'm predisposed not to like this. However, I thought that scene was really cool because I was, I did not know what was going on. And you kind of piece together throughout yeah. the scene, like in this version of whatever universe, right? Assuming there is some sort of DC multiverse and this is one of those realities um, where Darkseid, like, evidently, like Darkseid would kill Lois Lane, therefore bringing Superman to his knees. And then Superman kills Aquaman and somebody else, I think. And like, that's the cause of what's going on in this version. Like the, the, the ragtag group of vigilantes that were there, Batman, Deathstroke, Mira, Cyborg, and the Joker on the same team is honestly like an interesting premise. Like what, what, what is this group going to do? Way less powerful than the one we watched for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. They're like the last of the rebellion, basically. It's like Terminator. You know, it's like the last of the human resistance against <laughs> Superman and Darkseid. Yeah. So it's like his worst anim- his worst nightmare. That was the whole Bruce trying to kill Superman. Oh, yeah. His nightmare is that he will be turned evil at some point and 
will take over the earth with zero resistance. So and the Mira is the Aquaman, like the Amber Heard. Psychic. I, that was actually really kind of cool. Like early in the movie, her versus Steppenwolf, she creates the air bubble in the water. And then like whatever he says, she's like, I'm not trying to do that. And then it starts extracting all of the water out of his body. I thought that was, that was really cool. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Just sidebar. I forgot about that part, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. While we're talking about her, everybody got, everybody got a moment. Willem Dafoe got a moment. I would have liked five times more Willem Dafoe in this movie. I love him. That would have been a perfect thing for like, he's like the elder statesman. Like he's like, Obviously, tr- he's kind of trusted by Arthur. The fact that like he would be killed by Steppenwolf or something would like shock him into, you know, bringing his powers to the surface. Absolutely, but, way way yeah. more motivation than just yeah. kind of like beating up a bunch of Atlanteans. So, and then all the all the other epilogue scenes, with the exception of the more of the introduction of Martian Manhunter, were just kind of closure scenes, right? What am I forgetting? Uh, the Flash goes to his dad to tell him he has some kind of job. That was confusing to me. He's basically going to be a, like a forensic technician in a crime lab. Oh, oh I, th- I thought I got a job at the pet store. <laughs> <laughs> he did because he got the hot dog from the, uh, That's right. the flying hot dog he put in his pocket. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Does, does Diana have like a, a moment or does Cyborg have a moment at the end there? I can't remember. I just watched it. I can't remember. Cy- Cyborg, Doug, Cyborg listens to his basically yeah. re reconstitutes the tape recorder and listens to the vent end of his father's right, recording. Right, right, right. And then Granny Goodness shows up. Yeah. And she is completely <laughs> naked and it gets real weird. Oh, oh. So there's one moment I want to bring up that we haven't discussed that I, th- I thought was pretty blatant because they, they showed it and then they showed it again. The part where Lois Lane goes into her side table and there's a pregnancy test. Yes. Yes. They yeah. wanted so hard for you to see that. Yeah. That like they pan away and then they go back <laughs> and she's like, you know, taking out her screwdriver or what I don't know what she was doing at that point, but. That's where I keep. That's where I keep my pregnancy test next to my <laughs> screwdriver. I thought it was going to be like a giant, like vibrator, like. <laughs> All right, wait, wait, and a count the days here. So that police officer that she goes to bring a coffee with mm-hmm. doesn't he say how many days it's been? Oh, like how long she's been going? Like how long has he been dead? It feels like it's been a long time. Enough for those roses to wilt, but that's really not that long, is it? No, I guess not. I felt like it was longer than that. Anyway, I thought, I thought okay. you meant she was. He was asking Lois how long it's been since you had your period. <laughs> that's that's what I'm getting. <laughs> he really knows her. Wow, two two hundred forty five <laughs> days. <laughs> the slowest moving sperm ever. How's your Kryptonian anyway. zygote? That's. <laughs> I'm like half listening to this. I'm not keeping any of it. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if they say like the amount of time between those two movies. I can't seem to find it. Yeah. And another little thing, if I can bring up is, uh, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or what, but if you were confused by the, t- by the, um, 
the headline of the Daily Planet. I had to look it up. Oh yeah, what was that again? It was so it 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 says Security Bank of Manhattan seeks new architect, which to me meant nothing. But apparently that is a throwback to an Anne Rand book called Fountainhead. Oh, okay. And it's about the protagonist in that book's uh, decision to like never compromise his moral, like what he thinks is true art with his architecture and gets fired for it. And, you know, it's a whole typical Anne Rand storyline, but that, that, that's what that is. So I guess Zack Snyder's a big fan of <laughs> Ayn Rand. Book, really? I guess. Nice. Wow. Toby didn't even get that reference, so it's it's a little deep. It's deep. I feel like Toby would have an autographed copy of the Fountainhead and, <laughs> and Atlas shrugged. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I do want to mention one little other Easter egg, which is not that interesting, but Zack Snyder does does have a cameo in it. He's a he's a customer in the coffee shop where uh-huh. Lois gets his. And you almost have to squint. I just happened to read it on the internet at the exact time. Like, I just rewatched that scene. So I like rewound it like two seconds. And he's like, as it pans past the window, you see him like sitting in the coffee shop. If anyone gives a shit about that. So is he s- selling Lois Lane the pregnancy? <laughs> he's the, he works at the <laughs> bodega down the street. Selling pregnancy stuff. It was a real Alfred Hitchcock moment. So we did it. So. Should All we talk? Right. Okay, should we go around? What is the review here? Final review. All right, who's going first? Chris, you should go first. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yes. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll give me a second to explain. Are we going to rate? do a rating system also or just talk? <laughs> Maybe we'll go let's, do a rating. Let's do both. Um, I liked this movie. This movie was too long. It should have been two movies. I thought the fight scenes, there were moments that were cool, but again, like almost too much to absorb. But everything else I thought was pretty good. Everyone's motivations made sense. It all kind of hung together. We didn't even talk about J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. Incredible casting. I mean, come (laughs) on. Um, A lot of stuff to really like here. I just didn't like that it was, that I had to watch it for four straight hours. Like I didn't like that part of it. But this was good. And it held together with the first two, which if you remember from an hour ago, I like more than I used to. So this was not the worst experience. I was just annoyed that I had to sit there for so long. <laughs> That's a common complaint with when you get a four hour movie, I, I think. Yeah, or any, anything over anything over like 245, I believe people are just like squirming yeah. their seats. So that's my that's my review. I, okay. I not not as bad as I thought it was going to be. In fact, I liked it to a certain degree. I, I thought it was okay. I'm not gonna watch it again, probably, but <laughs> Okay, I'll go next. I already started watching it again. So <laughs> if that gives you any indication of what I think about the movie, yeah. I, I thought it was masterful. I thought it was so good. It, all the extra exposition with all the characters, especially Cyborg, completely changed my opinion of him as a as a Justice Leaguer. Um, I totally thought he was lame before, but he's like a very complicated and, and cool character now to me. Uh, I thought the fight scenes were incredible. Um, all the choices, I thought the pacing was actually good. I had no problem with being four hours. <laughs> uh, the only, I would say the only thing you could cut would be the epilogue. Like if that wasn't in there, I wouldn't really give a shit. Um, the main movie itself, I thought was great. Uh, everything about it. 
as I went into in detail before. So, I mean, to me, it's like a nine or 10 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> Dave. All right. This movie now places in my top five. Whoa. Of Whoa. Superhero movies. Man. I love this movie. And I, I, uh, I will say, so I, uh, Shambhav and I started to watch this movie on Thursday. We're like, all right, we're going to eat dinner in front of the TV. We'll watch half tonight, half tomorrow. I did not feel the length of this movie at all. Like the next thing we knew, the movie was over. Like we were just totally in. Chris, I feel like he, like the fact that like you, like the way you watched it, almost like a chore. Yeah. I think maybe played into that a little bit, but like we were. Maybe went in with the wrong mindset, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like we, it, it was like a Thursday night bottle of wine, great food. Let's mm-hmm. watch this movie and just sound up. Music yeah. was good. If, if anything, um, there were moments where I wish the sound like what Christopher Nolan perhaps does on the other end of the spectrum. Like when it got intense, the sound sometimes went back a little bit. I'm like, no, 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 like pump it up. I kept finding, kept finding myself trying to like raise the volume a little bit. Um, I loved it. I've already watched it twice. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. <laughs> I would have if I, if I had time. I, like right after we end here, I'll probably going to jump on my couch and, <laughs> and roll it back. <laughs> I, I, the last thing I will say, I don't know if it will be because of the, now counter to what I just said, perhaps because of the length, I don't know how rewatchable it will be from like, if Endgame comes on, if I'm, I'm going to, if I'm like flipping channels and it's on, I'm stopping and I'm going to watch it. Um, depending on where this movie is, when I flip the channel would maybe dictate whether I keep yeah. watching it or not. If they aired this on TNT, it would be six and a half hours long. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> right, with the commercial. Could you imagine? <laughs> right. And like the one no. time they say fucking it, they would have to cut that out. Unfortunately. My hope, my hope is that, the response of this movie from the overall general public is so positive that it makes the execs or whatever who made the decision to fuck this up in the first place. Now, granted, you know, we didn't even talk about you know, some of the reasoning behind why this whole thing, Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon got involved in the first place, all that stuff. But um, I am hopeful that they go, oh, shit, maybe this is our voice in this world. Maybe our voice is to be a little bit more dark. Like, let's take these characters seriously, write great stories, go all into this. You know, this is rated, this is rated R. Uh, like I was the first thing I saw when you turn this on, I was like, Oh, this is rated R. Oh yeah. Okay. That's something kind of new. Right. I didn't, I didn't know that, but I fucking love it. Yeah. In every way. It's like, make, make that your thing. Right. And Cause when it, uh, Avenger has that, I mean, Marvel has that played up to the, perfect degree of that PG-13 funny to the kids, still enjoyable to the adult. Sometimes they screw that up. Like, they got that. Like, don't copy that. Like, make pick a different yeah, lane. Just do that really well. Yeah. I think you're right. Dave, I want I do want to ask you. I have your top five in front of me. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Of the five, of the five, really quickly, of the five, which would come out? You have all three Christopher Nolan Batmans and Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah. So... <laughs> Which which would come out? Which would get bumped? You don't have to reorder the whole list. Just which would you pull out of there to replace with this? Give me my order again. Okay. Number five, Batman Begins. Number four, Endgame. Number three, 
Avengers Infinity War. Number two, The Dark Knight Rises. Number one, The Dark Knight. All right, I'm going to get so much heat here because I have to reorder here. Like, I can't, I can't take out <laughs> Batman Begins. I cannot. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah. Good. So Endgame has to go. Oh, man. <laughs> Dave, you have four out of five of your top five all time are DC movies. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. I, I, yeah. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Well, guys, we did it. We sat through a combined, if you count Dave's two, it's uh, eight, 12, 16 <laughs> hours of movie <laughs> for you guys. You're welcome. Honestly, I feel pretty good about it. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll pop it on yeah. while I'm like folding laundry and not care where it comes in. Like I could see me, you know, leaving this on and checking it out again. That's, there, were, there was enough interesting stuff. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. That's it. We'll see you next Thursday. This has been great. Bye. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.